Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, The Perfectionists, to the main podcast, Pretty Little Liars. Yes, I didn't making... know I didn't know about that spin-off. I know a lot about another spin-off to Pretty Little Liars. What's the other spin-off to Pretty Little Liars? I have no clue, dude. There was another one, because my sister watched that show. She watched the spin-offs too. But I didn't know there was another one. I didn't know either. But maybe I'll use that next week, because yeah. I'm running low on spin-offs, hence why I'm resorting to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. because uh, anyway, I am of course your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. And that's me. And David, showering. Podcast listeners, can you hear David showering in the probably background? Probably not. I don't think they can. But you'll hear him. He'll pop by for a second. He will. He'll probably shout something in the middle of this uh, Yeah, for something I'll probably have to cut. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, if, if we cut something, we'll let you know. I'll make a... I'll make a... We're cutting now. I'll do that. <laughs> oh man, these episodes are going to go even further off the rails now that we're both in the uh, same apartment, aren't they? Yes, they are. Alright, so what's going on? So, uh, we are once again looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. Mm-hmm. And this week, um, in anticipation of a musical film coming out and on the apocalypse, uh, we are going to look at a different musical film. And... In the hopes of uh, redeeming this podcast after Lacey's uh, hatred of Robin Hood Men in Tights last week, we are going to be looking at a all-time classic film, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. So, Lacey, I assume this is one you have heard about before. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Because this is... This is kind of like the number three, isn't it, right? If we say no. Citizen Kane number one, Casablanca number two... Singing the Rain, like, number three, those are, like, what people think of. I've never heard this referred to as the number three of no? all time. No. Oh. It's usually stuff like... Gone with the Wind? No, I was thinking more like Gone Girl. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The other Gone movie. Ah, yes. Gone Baby Gone, you know. Are we just gonna list Gone movies? <laughs> yeah, let's think of another one. Uh, gone Fishing. Is that a movie? Sure. Sure it is. Gone, Ernest Gone Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But in all honesty, no, I've never heard it referred to. You only hear about one and two. No one's ever like, no one cares about what's three. And if they would, they'd say something like Othello or something. Othello. Or the, the play, or they'd the, say the something like play, or they'd say something like Gattaca. Are you are you are you are you trashing Gattaca? Uh, what? That's not the one I was thinking of. What's the one that's like the Roman drama where it's like <laughs> stuff happens in that movie? What? We'll look it up. Gattaca is a sci-fi film. Yeah, no, it's not what, Gattaca. Uh, I've never seen Gattaca. I don't know what you're referring to, man. I'll look it up. <laughs> Continue. Talk. Oh, wait. It's my turn to talk. I'll Is look it, it up so, later. Okay. Uh, but what did you know going in, and what did you think of finally seeing So, I, I knew that they sing in the rain. Hence the name of the movie. Oh, um, wait. I was wait, disappointed. Whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> I was disappointed to find out that only <laughs> one person sings in the rain. Hmm. Aaron, you like that sneaky one I got you with? I've been bold that one on Jake since day one. <laughs> Podcast, uh, <laughs> I don't oh, even know how to just, dis- I don't even know how to describe what David's talking about. And I also don't know if you can hear what he's talking about, so. But that was the part. That was the part where we would say it. something. I don't think we have to cut. We didn't have to cut that one. This is a mess of an episode. No, it's not. This is, is this more or less a mess than normal? This is, I think this is more messy than normal because normally it only gets messy at the end. Okay. This one is messy from the start. Don't worry. I think it's going to be reverse, the reverse effect. This okay. Time. Okay. So let's, let's, so singing in the rain, you were disappointed that only one person. Only one person sings in the rain. Now I can forgive that. Okay. But again, we'll get to it. We'll get to how my thoughts on this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let's see, what else did I know? That's about it. <laughs> That's really, really all I knew. I had seen clips, but not really even clips. I had seen, like, little blurbs. Because this played before... Or this play, this was like a throwback movie at at the cinemas, as the kids say. Um, right, sure. This was a throwback film. And so, Aaron, you've now seen a movie where they do the throwback thing, and they show a little clip from the movie, and they're like, oh, this is playing these days. I mean, those are commonplace in all theaters. Okay, never mind. And uh, But it was one of those, and it was like, oh, it's the scene of them all falling down on the couch. And I'm like, right, that's yeah, all yeah. they see. <laughs> so that's, that's what I know about Singing in the Rain. Okay, so what did you what did you think? I hated it. <laughs> it was the worst movie of all time. Rocky Horror Picture Show. This one's more like the Rocky Horror Boar Show. Rocky Boar Picture Show. More like I already made Rocky Horror Picture Show puns in our episode yeah, description I know. of Rocky more Horror. More like Sinking in the Rain. Because this movie would drown in a puddle if it could. Alright, I'll just... This movie, this movie is really good. Do you like my correction there, Aaron? This movie is really good. and It is not Rocky Boar Picture Show. It's more like rising in the rain. Because if there was rain, they'd rise above the clouds and they wouldn't get rained on. I can't condone... This uh, horrible wordplay, <laughs> but <laughs> I am glad that you uh, enjoyed this movie. This is one that I didn't really fear that you wouldn't yeah. like. This is one I'm like, Lisa's going to enjoy this. Uh, Aaron, would you be surprised if I told you this is my favorite movie we've watched so far? <laughs> A tiny bit? Only okay. because I didn't think anything would top The Graduate. Because I don't think this film would have emotionally wrecked you as much. No, it didn't. But but it, it we'll talk we'll talk about it in spoilers. This is a this is a highly enjoyable film. This is like the the, the fourth time I've seen it. I think, mm-hmm. and it's I, I love it every time. Like <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. This movie is so good. This is a film that. Uh, so the the most recent time I had watched it. Uh, before rewatching it with you, mm-hmm. was in that movie musical class I took. Mm-hmm. This was our first day of class because there was no order to this class. So our first, our first no we watched was day. Just, we're no, singing in the rain. There was there was magnum like, opus yeah, right out the gate. Yeah. But this is a film that entertained that entire class, and mm-hmm. that was a very tough class to entertain because it was full of like the apathetic. Uh, you know, college students. Apathe- that... Apathetic film student. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar. No, they're, they're not even, <laughs> not film, even film students. Film. Like, people who Good. have to take English courses as a degree requirement, and if you're going to have an English class, do the one that makes you watch movies. Yeah, but why would they pick the musical one? Because <laughs> that was the only one offered that semester. Okay, all right, gotcha. So, these are students who don't enjoy I'm not gonna say they don't enjoy movies, but they, yeah, they, they suck. Don't. Aaron, you're so elitist. <laughs> oh my god, they, they like did not care for like anything else. We what were else did you watch? Class. I'm just like interested. we watched like Jesus Christ Superstar. Have you seen Jesus god. Christ Superstar? We watched it in oh yeah, in okay. ethics class. Myself. Yeah, we did. We had an ethics class. I just want everyone <laughs> to know in in a senior year of high school, and it wasn't so much ethics. It was more like everyone who doesn't believe what I believe is wrong and you're going to hell for it it's a lot of straw men and uh yeah odd like guest speakers sometimes and stuff and also we watched uh south park and jesus christ superstar but anyway, well south park was world religions oh, which yeah, 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 also was. wasn't a world religions class it was every other religion is stupid let's laugh at these dumb yeah, religions yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we watched the south park for scientology so like okay yeah and, yeah. the, and the Mormonism one. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the point is, I, ob- I obviously I love you Mormons. It's okay. Every religion's kind of silly when you think about it. But yours is especially silly. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we watched Jesus Christ Superstar, yes, we and did. they like 
As soon as, like, the tanks come rolling out, they're like, oh, this yeah. is the worst movie I've I, ever seen. You're not going to get any sympathy from me on Jesus Christ I'm, I'm not. I'm not, like, bringing it up to say, like, oh, you have to love Jesus Christ. I'm saying, like, these are the kind of film students who don't understand the, the symbolism. Like, mm-hmm. the reason why tanks were showing up in okay. this movie. Like, yeah. they're, they're that level of unable to read films. <laughs> This makes okay. me sound... You sound super I, elitist, I'm gonna be I, honest. I know, I know I do, but like... I, I'm, just, I'm just not gonna dig myself that hole. No, yeah. <laughs> Stay above the hole. Because the point I'm getting to is Singing the Rain is a very crowd-pleasing film. It's, it's accessible. Film that's accessible and so entertaining on multiple levels that, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I, I figured you would love it. Yeah. So, do you... I don't want me to explain why I put it on the list, I guess. You just basically did. I mean, I did, yeah. I, mean, um, I also like, want to say, with my graduate, I feel like the graduate by list end will probably be my... Still at the top. Yeah. But... This is a good movie. This is a really good this movie. This is a really and good And I'll movie. talk about certain things that happened while I was watching it. I mean, I, this is the second film we watched together. And this mm-hmm. is the one... So... Both of them have been comedies. Yeah. And I've been able to hear when you laugh. Yeah. So, <laughs> with Robin Hood Men in Tights, it was... Uh, the exit time. Uh, <laughs> and that was it. Sporadic, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with this one, it's pretty pretty uh, consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited to... Uh, dig into these dig, spoils. Dig into these spoilers. So, uh, Can we just call spoilers spoils from now on? If you want to man. the victor, go the spoils. <laughs> so only if it's a movie you enjoy. Yes. Because then I feel victorious in like introducing you to a uh, right to a new film. I think I introduced you to this one. Never mind. We'll get to it. No, you you introduced me to Gaslight. Is what you introduced me to. <laughs> Let's get you. <laughs> Anyway, if you have seen this film, if you have not seen this film, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's my favorite. If you have seen this film, uh, recommended by the both of us, highly recommended by the both of us, mm-hmm. and if you have not seen this movie, or have seen this movie, how do... I mess this up every time. Anyway, we're going to talk about spoilers now. <laughs> I don't even know where do I start, Aaron. Um, anyway you want, man. There's there's a lot to unpack in this film and mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not a film that uh, necessarily needs to be unpacked in like in chronological order, order because it's kind of all right, over the I'll place. I'll talk about my favorite part. All of over this the movie. place in a good way. I'll talk about my favorite part of this movie. There is a distinct moment in this movie where I had that same feeling that I got when I saw La La Land for the first time. I started crying. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> I was crying just one seat over from Aaron. I saw a little I saw a little tearing up. I yeah. wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, I was I was crying hard. <laughs> I was hiding it though. And it was tears of joy, tears of soy. Even. Okay, I was. I'm, I'm curious now because this isn't a film I would really associate with like a strong emotional response. It's, it's the same feeling where after I watched La La Land, I was like, "Holy crap! I want, I want to make. Boy, have I picked a bad genre to want to make or something? I don't know. <laughs> you were a songwriter." We don't need to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I liked your songs. <laughs> Some you. of them. I appreciate it. They're not good. Someone, some of them I like. I am actually... Two. I'm quite proud of one song I wrote. Okay, so so this is a little look into uh, Lacey's past. This is And cringy. also a little... Never, uh, I deleted all a little, these videos. Uh, did you really? I unlisted them. I didn't okay, delete okay. them. <laughs> a little a little uh hypocritical part of Lacey's past. Uh he used to uh write Once Upon a Time fan songs. Yes. Because he was a Once Upon a Time 
fanboy. I was a fanboy <laughs> once upon a time. And I am actually quite proud of the crocodile song that I wrote. That's I think the one I was going to mention. I, I think it's like, actually the crocodile good. is a legitimately good song. <laughs> and I'm like... I, listen, I re-listened to that one, like... Way past uh, when, Thanks, man. when, when, like Thanks, that was man. like, a <laughs> um, like I no, like we don't we don't need to make this uh, Aaron Lacey's pep talk episode, yeah, but uh, you wrote a good song, thank you, at least one, thank you. So you know you're you're like one fifteenth of the way to a singing in the rain. I don't know how many songs are in this. There's movie, a lot, but it's a lot. And here's the thing, I will say. And as sacrilege, I will fight your professor, by the way. Um, as sacrilege as this might seem, obviously I still love La La Land more. Because La La Land, there is not a moment wasted in that movie to me. Everything is everything to me in that movie is perfect. <laughs> and I know people will hate me for saying that, if you're, especially if you're a big Sing in the Rain fan. But there are moments in this movie where it kind of drags a little bit. I think it might be a difference in like... Uh... Kind of like our our conception of movies, because this mm-hmm. is very much like old school musicals from like the golden age of Hollywood are very different from the musicals mm-hmm. we get nowadays, where it was less like we're using move or songs and dance to advance the plot and express the characters' emotions and stuff, and more, right. hey, here are a bunch of famous songs you know and love and here's a bunch of spectacle and color and stuff mm-hmm. you can't see anywhere else because tv's not around at this time right kind of thing well like tv's around but not like <laughs> like color like now that, that being said that scale the only time i think this movie drags at all is when he's like and this is how we're gonna end the movie <laughs> and it's like this needs to end but like <laughs> like it's too long again that's like the thing where it this, this is the film so concerned with like just giving you spectacle and giving you the things only film can give you. Yes. Where that, that's how movie musicals used to be structured is at the end there would be like a good 15 minute extended dance sequence on these super elaborate sets. And right. So I can, I definitely agree with you that that's the part where the movie drags. Just it goes on just a bit long. And I, it's okay. I like, I get it. I understand where they're coming from on it. And I understand that. But at the same time... It's to the detriment of this movie. Right, right. To where, like, there's good bits like, in that 15 minutes. It's, it's kind of like the, the, the plot has, like, escalated to, you know, the point where normally we would be getting to the, to the climax, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the big action part of it. And instead of that, we get this massive detour for, like, 15 minutes <laughs> of this a, whole Broadway melody. It's a big detour. <laughs> And, like, the, the, the Broadway melody scene in itself is very technically impressive, you know, very nice set work and dance work and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, again, that jarring detour from, okay, the the plot is picking up and, mm-hmm. oh, no, what's going to happen to the movie and to the, yeah. these characters and all this sort of stuff, and then going off in this huge channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see, I understand that perspective. And it's and, not that the section is bad, and that's the thing, because right. it's good. It's technically quite good. It's just, it's like, I I don't care so much. <laughs> but, again, if that's my only complaint, that a, a part of this movie that's good, I would be like, I could have done without it. That's a good, that's a good complaint to have, <laughs> you right. know? Um, but I'm getting back. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the pin out. I'm be okay. like, the scene in We're back movie, to the pins. We're back to the pins. I'm going to, I'm going to do like an actual pin cushion what does this for mean? Christmas. By the way. I don't know. Oh. Oh, interesting. I've never seen that before. No, me either. Are we going to cut that or are we going to explain that? uh, Basically, we're on Letterboxd. We pulled this up so we can get character names and stuff. But um, uh, there's a little 57 with a crown, and it's number 57 in the Letterboxd top 250. I didn't know they did that. That's kind of cool. I wonder if that's a recent addition with the new... uh, With the new update? I've never seen that I might subscribe to Letterboxd. I was thinking about it because it was only like... Oh, it's I not mean, the, the Black Friday sale was yeah. over, but I was like, 12 bucks. But I'm man. also like, I, I like the little, we're, we're not doing an ad for Letterboxd. Um, this episode brought to you by uh, Letterboxd. Oh. Uh, please sponsor us because we, we, we love your site and talk about yeah. it every single we, episode. We really do. <laughs> um, so. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, so we're taking the pin out. Of that moment right, that right. really that made me feel like the La La Land feeling again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how people feel about this scene. 
Because everyone always talks about singing in the rain. Everyone always talks about other things in this movie. <laughs> what do people talk about in this movie? The good morning scene. Yeah. I I was crying because <laughs> it was so beautiful. I was like, this is amazing. And I don't know why. And I don't know, I don't know why. But it just, it hit me in this way that I'm like, this is beautiful. This is a good song. The way they're dancing, the way the music's swelling, the rising music, the way it just detours into them being silly and then just coming back into it. I'm like, this movie is amazing. That was when I knew. I was like, this is my favorite movie we've watched so far. Um, My God, that scene is so good. I, yeah. I, I, I can get behind that scene as being amazing. Yeah. Can I just talk about how Donald O'Connor moves in a way no human should be able to? <laughs> Honestly, he's my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, he's great. Just his 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 witty one-liners mm-hmm. and oh, they're so good. I have I've. Do you remember when I talked about make him laugh on the main podcast? We were doing our like favorite musical numbers in no, movies I don't, and TV. I don't think I, that was early. That was that, very that was very early. That was two I, years I've, ago. I've been now. re-listening to the podcast, so I'm remembering all this old knowledge that I'm yeah. like drudging up for. Uh, both of you, but um, yeah, this was that was one I brought up when we were talking about favorite musical numbers in all of film and TV. Mm-hmm. The make them laugh sequence. That's one of my favorite sequences. It's good. Like it doesn't hit as hard once you know where it's going. Like mm-hmm. being the fourth arm scene. This I was like, okay, I know. Like when he's doing like the the wall runs at the oh end. It's God, like it's I know so where this good. is ending up, but it's still really effective and really well done. And just like. Like, that was the thing I was noting when I was rewatching it this time. It's just kind of like how dance used to be such a big part of cinema. <laughs> and it's not anymore really at all. Like, La La Land, they're dancing, but it's very, like, basic moves. Yeah. Because Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, well, they're not, not dancers. trained dancers. Yeah. But, but like, and that's, like, the thing Some though, would argue that adds to the charm. That's all right. But but like some the, being me. That's like the thing is like when you, when when it used to be to be a big star in Hollywood, you had to be the the triple threat. Oh yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's now it's basically you have to look pretty. And I'm not saying that's that there's no good actors nowadays <laughs> or no good actors dancing. Nowadays. Are you telling? No, what I'm, no, 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 no. Uh, this is a hill I'm dying on right now because you watch any '60s movie and literally every person in it is the most gorgeous person you've ever seen. You're telling me Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds aren't the hottest people of their time? Okay, listen, I'm not saying. No, so the thing is, you had to be the triple threat and pretty back then. Oh, I'm saying right now, okay. you only have to have the pretty part. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Hollywood stars have all have mm-hmm. used to be. You know, ugly. I'm saying the '60s. That man. nowadays Hollywood stars can't dance. Yeah. Two very different points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know who can dance? Gene Kelly. Uh, I was gonna say the two people. Uh, Ryan and Corbin Blue from High School Musical 2. Mm. Well, they don't dance, but they can. I think they dance a lot, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Deep High School Musical <laughs> 2 cut there, all right? Um, yeah, that Make Him Laugh sequence was was great. Just, oh, God, there's just... And, oh, man, the scene where they're, he's at his diction coach and... Uh, the way he moves his face and makes his face, he just contorts yeah. it in a way that's like, no human should be able to do that. It's weird. <laughs> but at the same time, it's awesome. It's very it's very cool. It is. He's definitely the one that gets like... So the 16-year-old girl line didn't age well. <laughs> are, we on that? are we on that part now? <laughs> Cause I was I was gonna I was gonna talk about another scene I, I thought want, really funny, but we can go. I want I just here. wanted to spring that on you. I knew I knew since that happened in the movie, I'm like I'm springing this on him randomly in the podcast, and this seemed to be the time. How does that make you feel, Aaron? I, it's weird, man. Yeah, it's it was like, the 20s. It, it was the 50s imitating the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the 20s. Right, right. The song was written in like the late 20s. 
It's yeah. So the the beautiful girls <laughs> musical number. I think that's my least favorite part of the entire movie. I think it would be worse if it wasn't so short. It's fairly short, and it, like it's it's like it's colorful, and there's yeah. a lot of costume work and stuff. So it's it's again one of those big spectacle pieces. There's, but it just kind of what nothing. What did you say? <laughs> I said also there's pretty girls in it. <laughs> I'm a simple man. <laughs> Just tell me that's not why this is your number one film. No, is that it's is not. That, is that all you needed? Is that is that is that all you needed from me? Pretty, that's the whole point of the scene. Yeah, like again, it's just spectacle, but it's also it's like the weird approach to the spectacle where it's like, yeah, we all get it. Part of the reason why people like movies so much is that there's pretty people on the screen. But it's a weird musical number. It is. It's too much. <laughs> All right, we can go back to what you were saying now. Again, I just wanted to spring that on you. That was a little sneak attack. All right. All right. Yeah. The the best way to. Uh... I'm not. I'm not even trying <laughs> to make. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Let's just keep going. So I want to talk about another scene that's super funny, mm-hmm. which is the scene where they're recording sound for the first time in the Dancing Cavalier, mm-hmm. and this was a scene I know is cracking you up as well. So it, it we... was it was the it was the <laughs> would that it tore so simple scene of the film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I my mean, god, it's amazing. I think this this is one of those films that makes you appreciate Hail Caesar more because this is yes. what it's imitating. Well. Yeah, and I love that, and I I was going to save this, but that's alright, we can talk about it now. I love that Hail Caesar, in 2016, was looking at, look at the 50s, weren't they so weird? And then this one's like, look at the 20s, weren't they so weird? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just funny to me, because now it's like the 50s and the 20s, same time, same time period. Right, right. But it's like, no. <laughs> they definitely were like, how weird were the 20s? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, the yeah. the sound recording scene. I mean, it's also connected in the in the sense that like part of the reason why this film is obviously such a big deal at, among film critics is Hollywood loves a film about Hollywood, and this is one of the I am one of examples. those people who loves films about Hollywood. Yeah, right. And this is one of the earliest examples of uh, kind of. Not not the earliest example of a Hollywood film about Hollywood, but the earliest one of the earliest and best examples of like looking at that bygone era in mm-hmm. within cinema. And I think that's one of the. It, it's it's very entertaining the way it's like poking fun at the industry. Like it's it's kind of like, you know, these are the that there's the limited appeal of these kind of like Hollywood movies about Hollywood that's get that gets criticized a lot. But you know. It is I appealing. Will never criticize it is appealing. Them. <laughs> I will literally never criticize them. I love them too much. Um, and just I, I'm kind of going. I, I I'm going off on so many different directions. Do the because there's so much man. I love I'll, about. The t- I'll pick out stuff from the tangents and I'll talk about it. But I think I, I also think one of the uh, the the interesting aspects of well, aspect of this film is kind of like how there is that already already in the fifties. There is kind of this um, longing for the silent film era, you know. Like there's there's this, uh, yeah. Like they they miss it, and like that's something that obviously, it's just it's interesting how that kind of how the history of cinema works because obviously you know silent film. It's like it's it's something that you know in the fifties you have like singing the rain and then. Uh, when was Sunset Boulevard? Early 53. 60s or 50, early 50s? I believe early it was 53. So Sunset Boulevard, another film about uh, kind of the the hard transition from uh, silent films to talkies. And then, you know, like, even as recent as, 50, like... Ooh. 1950. Before this. I don't know. But even as recent as, like, uh, The Artist it's from 2011. Did I which, watch that? I didn't really like it that much. It it ha- it's like a, a very technically like appealing film, but it's also kind of a boring. Story. Tell me the truth. Would I really love it? 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. <laughs> but, like, in The Artist, we're, again, like, looking back at this uh, silent film era, and it's just, uh, it fascinates me because silent film is such a... Bad medium. Just kidding. Well, that like, was a that's... joke. That was a joke, everyone. But, I mean, that's kind of, like, the thing is, I think it's... It's weird because, like, obviously, with the advent of sound, films got so much more complex. Mm-hmm. Like, they were able to tell so much more complex stories and entertain in massive new ways. Like, you know, you could make a musical film now. And musical films were, like, one of the biggest uh, genres it, in, like, from the advent of talkies to singing in the rain and all mm-hmm. and beyond. And it's interesting kind of, like, how... There's this argument, there's like, there's an obvious reason why we transitioned away from talkies to sound films, and yet we still have this longing for it. Like, there's something about that art form that people miss. And it's from just, silent to talkies, you mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I just so, want to make sure. But, um, and it's, it's just, it's fascinating because on the one hand, you're like, okay, yeah, they were inferior. Their time came and went, and we moved on to better, bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, there's films like this that are kind of like, but think about the things that silent films offered that not, that sound films don't. Like, think about the way we told stories through silent films. And, like, now that's a lost art. And considering how many uh, silent films are legitimately lost films and yeah. the struggle to preserve them, it's kind of interesting to think about how... There's this entire form of storytelling that's gone, or disappearing mm-hmm. at the very least. Because we don't make silent films anymore beyond the very select few, like The Artist and Hush. And... Don't you talk about Hush right now when I'm in the middle of a pretentious um, sorry, sorry. Go dialogue. Go for it, go for it, go for it. Go, go keep going. Man. Don't get me distracted <laughs> on Hush. But, in, but like, it's... It's kind of like this, this, this melancholic like longing for silent films. I just, I just find it really fascinating because mm-hmm. it's like obviously, I like, I, I like a lot of silent films, but I like a lot of uh, talking films more. And yet, just kind of like seeing how much silent films meant to people, both the people who were making it and like the people who were like watching them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one of those like kind of like neat little like glimpse into other people's passions and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I've seen one silent film. My God. I what's what's the silent film? Uh, Modern Times. And even Modern Times, it was like at the advent of talkies, and yeah. you know they uh, included sound clips for yeah, select parts. They did his singing. Oh God, that scene's so good. Oh my God, Modern Times is so good. Go back in time and not watch Modern Times, so we can put it on the second list. Mm. Okay, oh, oh. what were you gonna ask? You said you're gonna say, Lacey, have you? I, I was gonna say, have you not seen like any films from the twenties then? Oh my god! We'll take a look. We'll take a look at my films. Um, so, like, <laughs> I keep on trying to get you to watch Nosferatu, and I don't think you're ever going to. I just don't know, man. <laughs> it's like... And you're not going to get through Metropolis, because that's three hours long. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. And... Interesting. I, you know what? I'm trying to get I, you to watch The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I think I actually will get through Metropolis. That's one that I'm, like, actually deeply interested in. Okay, the earliest film you've seen <laughs> is King Kong, which was 1933. Okay. Yeah, we gotta watch some 20s films, man. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that many 20s films. I've seen probably, like, less than 20. But... Bad joke. It wasn't even a joke. <laughs> it was just kind of like, that's the way my mind worked through that phrase. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Again, like, this, it's it's a dying art form. Because people nowadays don't want to sit through a silent film. Because we're not, not accustomed I, to it. It's not that I don't want to sit through a silent film. It's that... They're hard to find, and I don't like. They're that, not like on too, Netflix, and I don't have them on my shelf. Again, Modern Times, which again is we, barely considered a silent film, is the only one I own. We could spend an entire podcast talking about how terrible Netflix is at uh, bringing classic films to. Uh, yeah, new they audience, just shovel but, uh, actual garbage into people's mouths. Tell the boys I've loved before. Sarah Burgess is a loser. I could. 
seriously, we could go on such a huge rant. <laughs> we're not Netflix, doing that. We're not doing but that. But <laughs> we're not. We're talking about Singing in the Rain, and we're also talking about silent films. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's where we were at currently. But just like, but like, what I mean is like, you're like you're saying, it's hard. It's hard to find them. Yeah, now. absolutely. And uh, honestly, it's hard to find anything before 1960 on Netflix or anything. Netflix doesn't have any good classic films. They'll put like no. four up to make it look like, oh, we have a classic section. But no. And, no. It's, and it's like... I don't know, I was about to make a Sid and Nancy joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen that movie. Uh, because you just watched 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. I guess. Is that what they make of it? Oh yeah, that is that reference. I was like, yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember if it was that or New Girl. <laughs> because they're both <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Uh, anyway. Um, I don't know, man. I'm alright to just listen to you talk about this. <laughs> because I said my big, I said my big piece, man. I was like, I mean, you know is, what? This, this is your movie... favorite film, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you're, you're, you're nailing it. You're killing it. I'm over here just like, this is my favorite movie. And... Number one, we've always talked about how hard it is to talk about comedies. I can tell you about how great that scene was, where they're testing out the sound, right. the way it builds every time he comes out, and eventually they put it in her shoulder. He's like, this cord can't be out here, and pulls it, and she flips That was over. the biggest laugh from uh, Oh my god, it's so <laughs> like, good. He was laughing like 30 seconds into the next scene, and only quieted because he had to hear the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh my god, I can't stand you. <laughs> I They just... I'm thinking of an appropriate way to say this. They dump garbage on that poor woman. <laughs> like, at first you're like, she's a little annoying, but I mean, come on. And then eventually she's like, she's trying to take over the studio. And it's like, yeah, you're all really mean to her. <laughs> and I'm like, but, and then by the end I'm like, yeah, I hate her too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's really good. Yeah, that was Gene Hagen. Yeah, great, uh, great performance. Yeah, really great. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie Debbie. Reynolds. Probably. What else is Debbie Reynolds then? Halloween Town. Beyond Halloween Town, we talked about Halloween Town too much while watching. I can't click on a Mac. You are so bad at this. I cannot use a Mac. I cannot use a Mac and I cannot use a lighter. Those are two things everyone needs to know. And I can't blow up a balloon. And I can't whistle. You need to stop. These are my darkest secrets. You can't whistle? I can't whistle. She was in Rugrats in Paris. One for the Money? I've seen that one. Have you seen One for the Money? I have not seen One for the Money. It's bad. Don't watch it. Halloween Town 2. Halloween Town High. Return to Halloween Town. That's the one where they recast the lead. Mm-hmm. Because they needed a, a prettier lead. Mm. I'm not the kidding. The Mortal Engine, so... I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am not kidding you. That's it. <laughs> I think that's... We're getting too deep into the uh, production history of Halloween Town for yes. this podcast. Anyway. I am very curious about this now. Yeah. You gotta put Return to Halloween Town on your list. Because I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my god, we'll watch it, man. It's... <laughs> Something. Anyway, I think she's really great, really charming. Yeah. Um. Just was this her? F- this wouldn't have been her first movie. I don't think so. But it's definitely her uh, most famous one. Yes. Anyway, she's amazing in this. Um. And Gene Kelly. I mean, he's Gene Kelly. He was good. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Gene Kelly. No. He's directed it too. He's good, gonna. Good job, Gene. He's gonna do his dances. Dude, when he's doing his little cartwheel spins or whatever, not even cartwheel, what do you even call those? He's just like standing up and spinning around and then he goes another quick one and then he doesn't, I'm not a dancer. (laughs) This movie made me want to dance though. I was like, I wish I could do that. Another thing I really wish I could do, Mm -hmm. tap dance. Like I've always really wanted to tap dance. Tap dancing, we can say badass on this podcast, is badass. I... Like, seriously, I wish I would have had the, like, the kind of, like, networking and financial mm-hmm. aspect, you know, you, you know, prospects to, uh, learn how to tap dance. What, what? Because. Why did tap dancing become a, 
only girls can tap dance. Only girls can dance. I hate this. I hate this world we live in, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, that's another interesting thing of films where you talk about, like, how it's... It's weird that our that our like the big Hollywood stars and all the big movies were all centered on dancing mm-hmm. and singing, mm-hmm. and like you said, now those are it's it's weird how like like when did it transition into we, we, America turned hard on singing and dancing? They're like, yeah. uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no no, guns only. Mm. Boys can only like guns and cars and gun cars. Transformers. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's a weird side tangent we're, we talked about for some reason. Uh, yeah. I just don't even know, man. This movie's so good. This movie hurts me how good it is. It's... I've been singing Good Morning ever since we finished. I, I can't confirm. I can't, confer, I can't I cannot, Like, I can't stop. <laughs> I wish I could. Um, is that your favorite song from this? Yes. Yeah. I can hear behind that. That's. It's, I mean, it's my favorite scene. It's going to be tied as my favorite song in it too. Um. Oh man. And then the. Oh God. Yeah. That that scene with addiction, coach. The Moses song. Super yeah. great. That's a good song. Yeah. That's an insanely that, good. That was one of the songs that was originally written for the movie. Right. Because most of the songs were. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say we were gonna talk about this on the podcast. We're but doing it. We're talking. I about found it. out that like, because we were confused because the opening was like suggested by the song "Singing in the Rain," and mm-hmm. Lisa's like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I've seen this movie like five times, and I don't know enough about the history of yeah. it." But but inspired by, I've heard that. Never heard suggested by. But like apparently, like all the songs in this film were like. From the same uh, group of composers, like the same two composers, mm-hmm. made, wrote all these songs in like the twenties through thirties for various other movie musicals, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, you know what? We're not getting enough recognition for our work. Let's put them all, all our greatest hits, into one movie, and that's what Singing in the Rain is. Yeah, and I I didn't know that before. It's good. Like I knew I knew a Smart. lot. I knew some of these songs were around before the movie had come out. Right. But I didn't know that they were like the 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 composers were just like we need we need a greatest hits uh, album. But of now it's a movie. <laughs> oh man, dude! I can't wait till we watch these Beatles movies. <laughs> Those aren't even greatest hits. That's just deep cuts from their albums too. <laughs> like come together. Who knew that was a Beatles song? All right, and that's way after they stopped making movies. Aaron, you need to you need to. I, I don't know anything about the Beatles, man. I don't. So, but I know about singing in the rain, and I know that this I really has been this such a messy episode. But I also feel like we've talked about more about this movie than we have recently talked about movies. I mean, there's a lot to get into in this movie. Um, I mean, like on the surface level, it's an enjoyable movie because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of flashy colors and a bunch of song and dance, and you know they're they're tap dancing. Tap dancing is badass. That's our tap that's dancing. Our... <laughs> tap dancing, badass. That's a shirt. <laughs> But, like, on a deeper level, again, there is the whole, like, satirical approach to Hollywood as well as the, you know, longing for the silent film era and, like, how we have this whole lost art form and all this sort of stuff. As well as kind of, there's the whole meta aspect of the film, like, kind of this deconstruction of what's real and what's fake. And you have stuff like in the opening scene where uh, Gene Kelly character, oh, Gene God. Kelly's character, is like recounting his life, and he's like, yes, "Dignity, so- always dignity." And yet the clips we're seeing are like, you know, it's, so good. It, it, it's the it's the juxtaposition and stuff that only can come out with like film, and it and it's it's all commentary on how it's all fake, mm-hmm. like it's all about how like, it hey, guess what? Feel- those those. Uh, those films can trick you into believing that this actress has a beautiful singing voice. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, you're like, this is how they make a lot of movie musicals. Is they, I mean, pretty much every movie musical, they record the songs outside of the filming. Right. With very rare exceptions. Les Mis, like, the best Mis, musical of all time. Les Mis was awful. Awful. And that was a horrible approach to, to doing a movie musical. I will never agree with that take. <laughs> We're gonna call you Kanye West because you got bad takes. Oh, 
No, this is also the wrong time to pull out that. <laughs> um, and they're not even going to understand that because haven't, you haven't put out the yeah. other episode yet. Well, it'll be a flash forward. Anyway, but yeah, there's the meta deconstruction of like what films are. And they're all lies. They're mm-hmm. all lies. Oh, yeah. But we love the lie. Yeah. And that's what's so great about... See, this is Singing the thing. The I could I could talk about Singing in the Rain, but, like, you're hitting all the points. I'm like, <laughs> heck yeah, man. You got it. I can't tell if you're uh, lazy or <laughs> just, you know... Well, I'm lazy lazy. Is that what they called you? Some people did. Like your, like your teachers? No. <laughs> Are you sure about that? So, Singing in the Rain... <laughs> Um, also, I can't believe, because when he's talking about all that, he's like, oh, no one liked us, when he's doing the violin thing with his Mm. friend, like, that's awesome, (laughs) I'd be like, this is the coolest thing ever, I'll buy ten more tickets, I'll buy a whole theater just to watch I mean, those kind of stage shows are also a lost art form, in a sense. It's just, it is kind of weird thinking about, why don't we do stuff like that anymore? You know, like, obviously we have theater. We have well, we song and dance on stage. <laughs> we barely have theater, let's be honest. I mean, I could go into a whole tangent about, like, theater and, like... What? Are, the, are we the, old the people? elitism and classism in theater, but also how much I love it, but, you know? I, yeah, yeah. I don't like theater, I'm sorry. I mean, but, like, I think one of the things about theater that makes so many people turn off by it is the fact that it's so inaccessible. To yeah, most totally. People. Like, every, pretty much everyone in New York loves theater, and that's because you can't live in New York and not go to Ooh, the theater. I live in New York. <laughs> I live near Broadway. I'm going to take a train down to Broadway. <laughs> I'm walking here. Is that your New Yorker impression? I'm walking here down to Broadway. I'm, I'm on the Bronx. That's a whole... Horrible. I got Aaron. I can't look at you. I gotta get my. my okay. I gotta. Okay. I gotta get into character. Okay. I live in the Bronx, also known as Queens. Bad. <laughs> so bad. And when I go to the movie picture, the moving pictures, because everyone in New York still lives in the twenties, uh, I really enjoy. Seeing big flashy colors. Yeah. Sound kind of southern. <laughs> we get there. Yeah, you're slowly transitioning. <laughs> Here's the thing, see? Oh. We're going to go to the movie picture show and I'm going to see something good, see? I'm seeing Wicked, see? How much is everyone listening to this cringing right now? <laughs> so much. Yeah. As much as one can cringe. Is this what this show is now? We just don't even talk about the movie. We talk about... We talked about the movie. We did. We talked a lot about the movie, actually, today. This is the first time we've talked about the movie this much since, like... The last one you really loved? Scream... We didn't talk about Scream, Scream 2, like, at We all. didn't... Well, Scream 2, it's just kind of like... What can you can't talk really about? talk about it. And that's the like, other thing. Is like, this is a comedy. I can tell you great lines... Like, yeah. literally anything his friend said. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, have you ever seen anything so bad? Well, Lena was in the movie, so I've seen something worse. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But I think I think we talked enough about Singing in the Rain you think for so? the episode. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at an hour, probably. Yeah. I mean, you have to cut some stuff. But yeah. But even still. No, you're right. So, Lacey, you, just, you, you already uh, revealed. Yes. You ranked this number one. Yeah, I do. And this is a movie I will watch many a time. This is the thing. You're coming at these movies, Aaron, and I feel like I complain about this a lot. It's not even complaining. It's me trying to defend myself. Um, You come at these movies, Aaron. You've seen them. Right. Multiple times. You you can talk a little bit more about them. This is the first time I've ever even seen this movie. Right. So I'm just like, hey, really enjoyed this movie. It made me feel good. And sometimes, that's all you need. 
Yeah, no, but I, also I, it's amazing. I feel that again. Yeah, you're. This is the Graduate's an amazing movie. Does not make me feel good. <laughs> so, Casablanca. That movie makes me feel pretty good. Well, Holland Drive. What does that make you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel confused. <laughs> In more ways than one. Alright, so I have this ranked. This is probably one of those films that's gonna move. Because when, yeah. we, when we get to the big wrap-up episode, we're gonna probably both really rearrange our oh, lists. Oh yeah, lists <laughs> are moving. Lists are moving. But no right now I have this 16th. Okay. Uh, behind Casablanca, ahead of Fargo. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I didn't even mention this, because I should mention this before we're done. Is that this whole movie, I had a smile on my face. And when a movie can do that to me, I am very... I'm, I'm super forgiving about stuff that maybe I didn't like quite as much. Like that, that sequence, the end, or the climax to the movie within the movie sequence. Um... Technically a movie within the movie within the movie sequence. Anyway, I'm super forgiving stuff like that when I can be smiling the whole time. And the movie can show me things that, you know, I haven't... Singing in the Rain is like the first movie of this kind that I've really seen. So to me, this is all stuff I've never seen before. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really love this. I know my points haven't been super eloquent... But again, you're a first-time yeah. watcher. And this will show up within the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Like, in other topics, it'll be like, what's your fa- uh, favorite movies with Debbie Reynolds? And I'll be like, Singing in the Rain, please. I'll be like, Halloween Town. <laughs> Return to Halloween Town. Was we're she not in all of them? She is in all of them, but we're only going to be talking about Return to Halloween Town. Oh, okay. Uh, and the other one. We're not going to watch two or three. They don't matter. I've seen two. I've seen one okay. and two. Three is the high school one bad um we don't want to watch that one because four has literally nothing to do with anything else okay um except for the fact that sarah paxton is now playing marnie okay yeah okay man and yeah like i said singing in the rain is a film i've talked about on the podcast before but in the favorite musical numbers and i think on some other ones as well but I can't remember at this time. I'd say if I had to pick my two favorite musical numbers of all time. Number one. Ah, see, but one from one from each movie. You can't pick. So I'm like La La Number Land. one, La La Land. All Number of two. La La Land. <laughs> oh, what's my favorite musical sequence in La La Land? It, it, it fluctuates. It changes. Epilogue is usually up there. Mm. Um... Really love, you know what? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a sna- snap decision today. Okay. Okay. It's uh, God, what's the name of the song? Now I can't even think of it. Which one? Well, no, I'm looking it up so I can Audition, pretend like I knew this. City of Stars. I love. Lo- you know what? Honestly, City of Stars is my least favorite one in that movie. That's not surprising. That's also my least favorite one. Okay, good. I mean, <laughs> that was that was page. like the Oscar Beatty one. That was yeah. the one like, hey, here's one you can watch, you can listen to outside of seeing our film, and then be like, eh, And it's not even bad. Nominate us. It's just... I mean, you you know that the Academy doesn't actually watch most of the films they nominate, right? Don't say that to me. <laughs> Let me believe. You, you're telling me I watch more of these movies than them? Uh, probably. By the way, do we need to talk about how Green Book is likely going to be a Best Picture nom? Because it's like all but guaranteed at this point. Cool. I, I want to watch it still. Lovely night. Do I need to talk about how much I'm going to dislike Green Book? <laughs> a lovely night. I'm going to say that's probably my favorite one in the movie. Because that's where they're like, oh man, oh god, oh lord, when the music swells, Aaron. That's like the most uh, Gene Kelly-esque yeah. of the songs, too. Yeah. Because that's, that's the... I was going to say big dance number, but again... <laughs> They don't do much dancing. They're uh, not good at it. They're not. They're not dancers. even that great of singers. Lacey will say that's part of the appeal. Oh, and I will say, hey, guess what's a better movie musical than La La Land? Singing Nothing. in the Rain. Oh. Well, you got three triple threats. Three trip threat. 
isn't there a joke? There's definitely a joke in Singing in the Rain where he's like, yeah, she's the triple threat. She can't sing, she can't dance, and she can't act. No, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh, to anyone who you can't see, so everyone. I just did a weird face. I was like, ah, it's a funny joke. And I mean, when they heard the, 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 uh, you know, like, what other face would go with that? I don't know. You can't do that with a normal face. Ah! That was, again, that was a weird face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Planetarium's also up there. Oh, God, Planetarium. Oh, this movie so good. So, so then my second favorite would be Good Morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what that was all uh, yeah. leading up to. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes good I morning. forget what we're trying good to circle morning. back to. But what we're trying to do now... Good morning. ...is pause good the morning. podcast so we can talk about what we're talking about next week. Do you? Right? I guess you're going to have to leave that in or else this singing will be cut off randomly. <laughs> Alright, so next week, uh, nothing's really coming out in theaters. And so Lacey's uh, punishment is we're going to watch... For not making a movie? For, for, not, this for not making a decision. When, is that, when does that Possession of Hannah Grace come out? Oh, it's last week. Was it really? Yeah. Let's go see it. I thought we were going to see Robin Hood. If you're taking what? me to any trash movie, it's going to be Robin Hood. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but Lacey's uh, punishment for not helping me pick a movie is we're going to cover Mr. Nobody. Which you put this on the list. I, I have, and podcast listeners weren't, uh, weren't able to listen to our many conversations they we weren't had privy about to Mr. It. Nobody. Um, you weren't privy to... Nah, I can't say that on the podcast. I was gonna make a Big Lebowski reference. Right. You're not privy to the new stuff. But we've talked a lot about Mr. Nobody because I'm I made this list a few years ago and I'm honestly confused about why I thought so highly about this film to justify putting it on the list. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see. I wonder if it was more like a thing that you were like, Lacey's gonna like this. Maybe, but I think I remember enjoying this movie somewhat. Like, not like, this is a great movie, but mm-hmm. in like, a, hey, this is a fairly interesting movie. Yeah. So, this is a movie I don't remember much of, so it's going to be very interesting to cover it, because I'm going to be like, trying to remember why this got a place on the list. But that's why we're doing it this week when nothing else is in theaters. We're getting it out of the way. <laughs> yep. So, uh... Is this on... Is this on... It might still be on Netflix. Netflix. I watched it on Netflix the first time. Perhaps they can join us. Watch this one with us this time, guys. Yep. This is the one. This if there's the any one. film on this list that you need to watch. It has fairly high ratings on Letterboxd. But, so next week, <laughs> Mr. Nobody. Mm. If you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. If you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter, dbex with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, I have changed my social media account names. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the account, old accounts, there will be a link to the new accounts. Uh, but the new accounts, I bought a domain name, and my blog is now found at... Because I'm pretentious. Yes, Lacey. Yes. Uh, ooh. He, oh, sorry. Cri- Christmas Chronicles. Shut up. I'm checking Mr. Nobody. Continue. But uh, there is... I am now found at... On Netflix. It is on Netflix. If you guys want to watch along with Mr. Nobody. Anyway, I am now found at myhonestopinion.com. H-A-H-N-E-S-T. Honest. Uh, you also picked a really hard one. I did. I did. <laughs> and at honestopinion. On Twitter. So those are my new things. If you go to the old ones, there will be a link to the new things. Which yeah, yeah. are actually the old things. Anyway, if you want to find the podcast around the world, you can find us at RebootRDUnknown on Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And leave us a good review if you like what we say. So Lacey, next week, ready for Mr. Nobody? Ready for Jared Leto? What if I really love this movie? What if this is my number one? Then we're canceling the podcast.
Anyway, do you want to help me pick a film? <laughs> Literally, no. <laughs> We're just trying to wrap this up. We just got to pick a film. What's the... You want to do f- Mr. Nobody? Let's do f- <laughs> Mr. Nobody. <laughs> We're doing Mr. Nobody. <laughs>